We all know there are times when you don't have many choices in who you work with, like when a pipe bursts and you need a plumber right now. But when it comes to your mental health, you should have choices so you don't get stuck with a therapist who can't remember what you tell them every week. To find a good therapist for you, try ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including thousands of mental health providers. We're talking about therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments, either online or in person. I use this, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com stronger and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash stronger. ZocDoc dot com slash stronger. Welcome to Mentally Stronger, the show that will help you develop the mental strength you need to reach your greatest potential no matter what life throws your way. I'm Amy Morin psychotherapist, mental strength trainer, and an international best-selling author of five books on mental strength. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a mental strength strategy that can fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. And the fun part is, we record the show from a sailboat in the Florida Keys. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you can get mental strength tips delivered to you every single week. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode for the question of the week. This week's question is from somebody who wants to know a little bit more about how to find the best therapist. But first, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I'm talking about how to improve your mental health. There are tons of conversations out there about the things you could be doing to become mentally healthier, but some of the things people share are kind of out of reach for the average person, like going on a meditation retreat. And giving yourself a digital detox sounds good. And yes, it's good for your mental health, but it's tough to do when you own a business. There are a lot of misconceptions about what actually improves mental health, and it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. For example, taking a mental health day from work. For some people, taking a day off from work is really good for their mental health. But if you have depression and you stay home and you stay in bed all day, your depression is probably going to get worse. Or if you have an anxiety disorder, staying home from work might actually make it harder to go to work the next day. So we shouldn't tell people if they're struggling to just take a mental health day, because the truth is, for a lot of people, that's not the best thing for their mental health. Sometimes the best thing somebody could do for themselves is push themselves to go to work, even when they don't feel like it. Of course, if you use a mental health day to see a therapist, to talk to your doctor, or tackle some problems that have been building, It might be a day well spent, but the general rule to just take a mental health day when you don't feel like going to work is actually really bad advice. There's a lot of bad mental health advice on social media too. And I see influential people sharing tips that could actually be quite harmful. And I see it all the time. Quite often though, the information sounds really good and it gets reshared over and over and millions of people take it in. In fact, there's been research on the information that's shared on TikTok. And they found that 84% of mental health advice on TikTok is actually misleading. 
But when something gains a lot of traction on TikTok or on social media in general, the news picks it up. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was on NBC News talking about a concept called bed rotting. Someone made this up and they shared it on TikTok. They called it bed rotting and said that staying in bed all day is actually good for managing your stress and improving your mental health. The reporters were curious to know if it's in fact okay for your mental health as the people on TikTok say it is. The answer is no. Staying in bed while you're awake is really bad for your mental health for several reasons. One is it will probably make it tougher to sleep. If you start associating being in bed with being awake, your brain has more trouble falling asleep when it's actually time to go to sleep. Staying in bed all day might give you some temporary relief from problems in your life, but then when you get out of bed, those problems are still there. And people who are already struggling with mental health issues like depression or anxiety are likely to make their symptoms worse by just staying in bed all day. So while it's a good idea to relax and to find healthy ways to unwind, there are much healthier ways to do it than just staying in bed all day. So today I'm going to give you tips from a therapist on what is actually good for your mental health. Before I share the 10 things that can improve your mental health today, I want to take a second and explain that mental health is a continuum. Sometimes people assume that you're either mentally healthy or that you're mentally ill. But that's not the case. It's a lot like physical health, where physical health problems could range from allergies to Parkinson's disease. Some health issues are minor, some are chronic, some are treatable, and some are major issues that could affect the quality of someone's life. Mental health is the same. Mental illnesses come in many forms. And at any given moment, you fall somewhere on a continuum of how mentally healthy you are. Where you fall on that continuum shifts every day. In fact, even from hour to hour throughout the day. And where you fall on that continuum depends on lots of factors. Like how well you slept last night, what you've eaten today, how other people have treated you, and what you have going on later today. Obviously, some factors are beyond your control, like the weather. Other factors, though, are more within your control, like how you respond to other people. And I just want to point out that mental health is not the same thing as mental strength. Again, if you think of it like physical strength and physical health, it makes more sense. We know that lifting weights could improve your physical health, but it doesn't guarantee you won't ever develop a physical health issue. Mental health and mental strength are just like that. Building mental strength improves your mental health, but if you develop depression or anxiety, it doesn't mean you're weak. Some of the strongest people I've ever met were battling mental health issues. So I don't know how your mental health is, and I don't know what your situation is, but these 10 strategies apply to most people. Like with any tool that I share on the show though, if it doesn't work for you, don't use it. Take what helps and leave the rest. But these 10 things do help most people improve their mental health. And they work whether you already have an existing mental health issue, you just want to work on improving the mental health that you have already, or you want to prevent future problems. These 10 strategies can help. Number one, spend time with people that you care about. Social support has a huge impact on your mental health. People who spend time with loved ones after a tragedy are less likely to get PTSD. 
Social connections are the most important factor that leads to happiness in life. The list of research could go on and on, but if you have friends and family that you can connect with today, do it. Face-to-face connection is great, but if you can't do that, try a video chat or even just a phone call. If possible though, do something fun with a loved one. Instead of just going out for coffee or having dinner together where you talk about the fun things you do in life, go do something that creates a positive memory together. Like go hiking or explore a new place or try something new. Activities and doing fun things are what helps us bond to people. And creating positive memories is really good for your mental health. You don't need to just sit around and talk about your feelings for it to be effective. Spend time with people that you care about, and it's really good for your psychological well-being. Number two, learn and practice a relaxation skill. Most of the time when we think about relaxing, we think about passive things, like sitting on the couch and watching TV. And in moderation, that's not bad for you. But it actually doesn't promote a deep sense of relaxation. There are better ways to relax. There are breathing exercises and progressive muscle relaxation or visualization strategies, and they can help even more. And I'm happy to cover those strategies in depth on another episode, but if you want to learn more about them, look it up. There are lots of YouTube videos that will teach you breathing exercises, visualization strategies, and progressive muscle relaxation. They only take a few minutes to learn, and you get benefits for both your body and your brain, immediately. It's not like a meditation practice where it's going to take a long time to learn how to do it and you have to keep practicing before you see results. You're likely to feel better right away if you try one of these things. Do you want to get high-quality meat delivered straight to your house? Or in my case, a sailboat? Try ButcherBox. It saves me time and money. And if you order right now, Mentally Stronger listeners can get steak, chicken, or salmon free in every single order for an entire year. I love that ButcherBox offers grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood. There are no antibiotics or added hormones. They even offer vegetarian options. ButcherBox lets you decide how often you want deliveries, and you can pick a curated plan, or you could completely customize your box. Sign up at butcherbox.com stronger and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer, plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com stronger and use code STRONGER to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Number three. Spend time in nature. Studies show just being in nature can produce a sense of calm. You can experience more joy. You'll concentrate better and you'll experience a better psychological well-being. Spending time in nature might reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety as well. So whether you go for a walk in the woods, you start a garden, or you just go for a picnic in the park, Being around trees and grass and all things related to nature can improve your psychological well-being. Number four, exercise. It probably comes as no surprise to hear that exercise is good for your mental health. But research shows that running just 30 minutes a day 
is just as effective as taking an antidepressant for most people. Studies also show that lifting weights is especially good for anxiety. But even just a stroll around your neighborhood could be good for your mental health. So if you haven't moved around much today, go get some exercise and it will likely boost your mood. Number five, read a book. There are tons of benefits of reading a book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. It can improve your brain's functioning, improve your social skills, and reduce your stress. It might even help you live longer. People who read books tend to live two years longer than people who don't. But if you're thinking, I don't have time to read, think again. A study on how reading reduces stress found that it only takes six minutes of reading a day to reduce your stress by 60%. Number six, listen to happy music. Just to be clear, you don't have to force yourself to feel happy all the time. Let yourself experience a wide variety of feelings, like sadness and anxiety. But if you're just feeling kind of down and it's for no particular reason, you'll be more likely to reach for music that reinforces how you feel. When you're sad, you'll probably choose to listen to sad music. So if you want to boost your mood, the best thing to do is to choose happy music, even when you don't feel like listening to it. One of the best ways to figure out what music is best to boost your mood is to make yourself a playlist when you're actually in a good mood. Think about all the songs that you want to hear when you feel happy. Create that playlist and then keep it handy so that when your mood could use a little boost, turn to that playlist, and you might find that listening to happy music makes you happy. And number seven, do something kind for someone else. Studies show that acts of kindness can boost your mood, reduce stress, and decrease symptoms of anxiety and depression. And you don't necessarily have to do huge things for other people. Small things like maybe sending someone a kind text message could be really good for your mental health. Not to mention it's really good for the person receiving it. Maybe just take 10 minutes to make some kind comments on social media, send someone a card, or pay for the person's coffee who's in line behind you. Research shows that people often underestimate how those little acts of kindness can be so helpful for themselves and for other people, so they don't do them. But those little things might make a big difference to your mental health. Number eight, practice gratitude. Gratitude is an underrated superpower. It has huge benefits. Studies have tied gratitude to things like lower risks of PTSD, better quality sleep, more happiness, better relationships, and longevity. But just the other day, I heard somebody say, gratitude's a terrible strategy if you're depressed. I disagree. When people use gratitude incorrectly, yes, it can lead to guilt. For example, if you think, I shouldn't be depressed because I have so many good things in life, it's probably not going to be helpful. But true gratitude is about recognizing what you have without minimizing the negative. Life can be hard, and you can still be grateful that you have clean water to drink. A good strategy is to be grateful for the people you encounter as well, not just the stuff you have. You could be grateful that your friend took time to call you today. Or be grateful that you met somebody wonderful and you have a really good friend in your life. 
But the goal can be to remind yourself that even when things are bad, there are still things to be grateful for. Number nine, tackle a problem. Many of the strategies that you'll hear about improving mental health are focused on how you feel. But sometimes you have to tackle the problem directly, not just how you feel about the problem. Let's say you're stressed out because you're behind on your bills. Doing some yoga might make you feel better for a few minutes, but it does nothing to solve the problem. A better strategy might be to sit down and develop a financial plan to get back on track. And you've probably experienced the relief that comes with tackling a problem head on sometimes. And even if you can't fix the problem, just coming up with a plan so that you know you'll be able to address it in the future can be really good for your mental health. Even if you can't fix the problem today, developing a plan that will help you figure out how you're going to fix it in the future can be really good for your mental health. And number 10, plan something fun. Pleasant activity scheduling is a skill that we use in the therapy office. It involves planning a positive activity and actually putting it on the calendar. For people who are battling mental health issues, we don't just put regular fun activities on the schedule. Sometimes we look for things that give people meaning, like helping someone. At other times, we look for activities that help people become more social. So the activity might involve meeting a friend or attending a public event. And sometimes we look for those things that a person used to love to do, but lost interest in. And we encourage them to try doing it again. The point is having something to look forward to boosts your mental health. Just the act of putting it on your calendar can be really beneficial. Then you get a second boost when you actually do that fun thing. And a third boost when you've created a positive memory. So go ahead and plan something fun and that could start to improve your mental health right away. So those are 10 things you could do today to improve your mental health. Spend time with people you care about. Learn and practice a relaxation skill. Spend time in nature. Exercise. Read a book. Listen to happy music. Do something kind for someone. Practice gratitude. Tackle a problem. And plan something fun. Now, let's get to the question of the week. This week's question comes from Alan. Alan says, How do I find a therapist that's right for me? I've seen two therapists in the past, but we didn't really connect that well. I want to go back to therapy, but this time, I want to make sure I find somebody who is a better match. How do I do that? That's actually a really good question because there's research that shows your relationship with your therapist is the most important factor when they look at how likely you are to benefit from therapy. The therapeutic relationship actually matters more than the type of treatment that the therapist uses. So if you can find a therapist that you trust, one that you feel comfortable confiding in, and somebody that you really feel like you can talk to, it's much more likely that you'll benefit from going to therapy. So I'm glad that you asked the question about how to find a good match for you. The first step is to imagine who you might feel most comfortable talking to. Some people will say, you know, I'd like to talk to somebody who's maybe around my mom's age. Or somebody else will say, I really want a young person who's fresh out of college and they have some fresh ideas. Once you have an idea, 
you might go to a directory. Like Psychology Today has one of the best therapist directories that I know of. Go on there and look around. See who's in your community if you're looking for in-person therapy. And you might give a few people a call. Most therapists will give you a free 15-minute consultation over the phone. That's your opportunity to ask them questions and see how you feel about their answers. If you don't feel connected to somebody over their phone, it might be a sign that perhaps that's not the right therapist for you. You could also ask somebody for a referral. Your physician might be a good place to start. But if you have friends or family who see a therapist, ask them who they see. If it's somebody really close to you, like if it's your brother who sees a therapist and you're probably going to talk about your brother in therapy, you might decide that you need a different therapist. But you might still say, can your therapist recommend somebody for me and get a name that way? And if you start working with a therapist and it doesn't feel like the best fit, talk to the therapist first. It takes courage to do that, but it's okay to speak up and say, you know, I'm really struggling or I don't feel heard. And you and your therapist might be able to problem solve something or your therapist might be able to refer you to somebody else. So Alan, I'm glad that you're willing to give therapy another shot and we wish you well in your journey of trying to find a therapist who's the best match for you. If you know somebody who could benefit from learning about mental strength, share this show with them. Simply sharing a link to this episode could help someone feel better and grow stronger. Do you want free access to my online course? It's called 10 Mental Strength Exercises That Will Help You Reach Your Greatest Potential. To get your free pass, just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Then send us a screenshot of your review. Our email address is podcast at amymorinlcsw.com. We'll reply with your all-access pass to the course. Thank you for hanging out with me today and for listening to the Mentally Stronger Podcast. And as always, a big thank you to my show's producer, who worked on recording the song Happy with Pharrell Williams, Nick Valentine, 